Hi, I'm Kurt Barnes. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible. It's my prayer that you would be continually growing in your relationship with Jesus and that this podcast would be one of the many tools that the Holy Spirit is using in your life to bring about transformation. Don't forget to press the subscribe button and remember, you can hear our full-length sermons at scf.tv. Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast. As we continue today through the book of John, today we're in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 21. This will be the last chunk where Jesus is at the Festival of Tabernacles. And to say that this time has been uh, an intense time between Jesus and the Pharisees is an understatement. Jesus has been challenged by the Pharisees over and over. Multiple times they've attempted to kill him. And Jesus has actually made some of his most profound statements found in the Gospel of John in this section about being the water of life, about anyone who's thirsty coming to him and drinking, and out of them will flow streams of living water. Jesus has again and again pleaded with the people to come to him, to listen to him, to believe in him, because he alone is the way to eternal life. And that's where we pick up in chapter 10, verse 1. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees. So the audience here, he's speaking to the Pharisees. I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Now, I'm reading from the NIV today, and it translates that's figure of speech, but others say parable, and that's really what this is. Jesus is using a parable, something that the people would have very well understood. Keeping sheep and shepherding was a common practice in the land of Israel, and so the people were familiar with what Jesus was speaking about, how sheep knew their shepherd's voice, how shepherds cared for their sheep, how others who were strangers the sheep wouldn't listen to because they don't trust them, but the, the Pharisees aren't getting it. Maybe it's because these are big city Pharisees from Jerusalem, and so they're not acquainted with the country life, but I think more likely it's just the fact that their hearts are so hard at this point towards Jesus that they don't, they don't understand anything that he says. Verse 7, Therefore Jesus said again, so he's, he's trying to help them understand, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. He's explaining the parable. He's now giving them the details of exactly what he's talking about. I am the gate for the sheep, verse 8. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate, and whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. 
So he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay my life down for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Okay, so Jesus is using this analogy of sheep. Now, in the day Jesus lived, sheep would have been kept at night in pens. Now, those pens would have either been a cave or maybe a stone enclosure, and the shepherd himself would have laid across the door at night to guard and protect his sheep. He would have kept them safe. He would have each day then led them out into pasture where they could graze and lie down next to still waters. The sheep would trust the shepherd and know the shepherd. And Jesus is saying he is that good shepherd, that his sheep know him, that his sheep trust him. He's saying that we are those sheep. And then he says that hired hands are different than shepherds. When a hired hand comes along and there's trouble, the hired hand runs away because they don't have invested into the sheep years and time. The sheep aren't their livelihood. The sheep aren't their most important possession. They're just working for a paycheck. And he's comparing those, those hired hands to the Pharisees. Now he goes on and says that he has other sheep that aren't of this pen that he's going to bring in also. What's he talking about? he's talking about us, the Gentiles. They're not part of the pen. They're not part of the people of Israel, but we are going to be brought into the sheep pen as well. Under one shepherd, one flock, we will be made into one family, not two separate things, one brand new thing. Verse 17, the reason my father loves me is that I lay my life down only to pick it back up again. He's already talking about his death and resurrection. Verse 18, no one can take it from me. But I lay it down of my own accord, and I have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it back up again. This command I have received from my Father. It's interesting, he's talking to the Pharisees, the very ones that are going to condemn him to death, and he's telling them already in chapter 10 what they are going to do and what he is going to do. Now, verse 19, it says, The Jews who heard these words again were divided. This is a theme we've seen all the way through this time at the Feast of Tabernacles. The Jews were divided. Verse 20, many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why should we listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So there we are again back to the miracle that started off the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus' healing of the blind man. And still, that's reverberating through this week that Jesus has spent in Jerusalem. Because now they're saying, wait, I don't understand. How could he be filled by a demon and heal blind people? Those two things don't go together. And yet others believe that he's a lunatic, that he's raving mad that he's full of the devil. Jesus has made clear here, once again in this passage, that there is one and only one way for us to come to the Father, and that is through Jesus, the door. He is the good shepherd, the door to the pen, 
that leads us to the Father and to eternal life, to this one new family in God. The only way to it is to go through the door, to go through the gate, and he's a good shepherd. He lays his life down for us. He doesn't call us to lay our lives down for him. He laid his life down for us. He provided for us safety and protection. He provides for us green pastures. He provides for us a place of refuge and rest. It's amazing that the creator of the universe isn't looking for servants, but instead he serves us and lays his life down for us. It is because of this wonderful truth that you and I give our lives to him. Because following Him is the good life, the abundant life, the blessed life. The best life that you can live is the life where you step into the gate, through the gate, into the pen, into the place of refuge and, and protection and strength and abundance and provision that all takes place through entering into the life and person of Jesus Christ. So as you and I listen to Jesus' words today, I want to encourage you. What are you looking to? And where are you looking for provision? Where are you looking for safety? Where are you turning in your time of need? Because Jesus makes clear here to you today that he is a good shepherd. And he is willing to open the door for you today. He's laid his life down to make that possible for you. And he tells us in another place that he has come looking for you today. He is seeking you out to find you so that you can be joined in to God's one big family. Let's pray. God, we come today in Jesus' name to you, our, our Savior, our provider, our helper, our refuge, our strength, our provision. You have revealed yourself to us as all of those things, and we've experienced you as all of those things in our lives. So I pray today, God, that we will take hold of the provision. We will take hold of the protection that you have for us. And we would do that by coming into your purpose and your plan for our life. Jesus, we submit to you as our Lord and Savior and our King. And we say to you, God, lead us. Show us where to go. Show us where to lie down. Show us when to stand up. Show us and we will be obedient because we believe you have our very best in your plans and in your hands. I thank you for this, Jesus, in your perfect name. Amen.